Hey, good morning. Um, this might be the first time I've ever sent a voice memo uh, to a mail list, um, but I think that it's a good time to do to do this. Um, so this is, uh, by the way, this is Dave Weiner, and what is it? It's Monday, November 30th, 2015, and um, this is going to the River, River 4 mail list. So the first thing I want to say is um, I think it's fantastic that people are picking up River 4 and uh, um, and that um, I'm starting to get some feature requests or um, and so the question is and this is this hasn't happened in a, in a very long time so uh, I want to try to use the energy that's there in a productive way and um, so here's where I'm at with River 4. First of all, I'm working in a, I have a very large code base. <laughs> and if you want to get a sense of that, just, you know, click on the scripting link uh, next to the River 4 repository uh, on GitHub. And you'll see that there are, are a number of projects. There's Page Park, there's Node Runner, Node Storage, um, and uh, various other projects that are sitting there. That um, And I'm only one person, so I really can only work on one thing at a time. And they're fairly complicated pieces of software. And so as a result, when I'm working on one, it takes me a little while to get up to speed to sort of swap in all the details of that project and swap out all the details of the ones that I was working on previously in my brain. This is like <laughs> just reality. I've only got one brain, one, I'm only one person. I can really only work on one thing at a time. Uh, unless I'm just sort of chipping away at the edges and sometimes I'm in that mode and then I'm just moving around different places. Right now I'm very focused on a project called 1999.io which is a new blogging system um, and it's really fantastic. In a lot of ways it's uh, what I've been trying to create for my entire career. I, I think that's always true, basically. <laughs> um, I mean, why do something if you have already done it? Um, and then, of course, sometimes you have to retool, which is what I'm in the middle of doing right now, too, because I'm moving everything from Frontier to JavaScript. And, you know, I had a lot of these things already working pretty nicely in Frontier, but they work better in Node in a lot of ways uh, because it's a supported environment, because other people uh, adapt toolkits to it. So, you know, Frontier, if I wanted to hook into some new web standard, I pretty much had to, you know, write the, the interface code myself. And uh, uh, that gets old pretty quickly, <laughs> especially when you see, you know, how well supported other environments like Python or Ruby on Rails or, you know, or JavaScript are. And so I picked one. I figured this is the one that's going to be great for some time to come. And I hope indefinitely. I never want to, you know, move away from uh, this environment. It's just so expensive to do that. Um, and so, okay, so River Four. That's what I want to talk about today. Not the other stuff. This is today. We're going to talk about River Four. So here's the problem with River Four. And you know, I'm I'm um, hesitant to call it a problem <laughs> because you know I use and love River Four. It's an incredibly useful piece of software and the problem with River 4 is that it was really my first or second, it was a very early Node.js project, let's put it that way. And 
As a result, there are a lot of ways of setting it up and configuring it. We, you know, I started out with, uh, um, you know, system parameters where you set system variables and uh, um, because I just didn't know any other way to do this. And, uh, and I, the way that it's evolved to now is with the config.json, it's it absolutely the easiest way to work for everybody, I think. Um, so that's one problem. Another problem is um, I started out using S3 because um, because I was working on Heroku, and Heroku doesn't have a file system. So I had to make it work with an external file system, uh, which is S3, and I love S3. S3 has a lot of advantages. There are a lot of good reasons to use S3 uh, as your storage system with River 4. However, if you use the local file system, which we now can do, which I wanted to do because I moved off of Heroku, because Heroku changed their pricing and it no longer was economical for me to, you know, dedicate what was effectively a whole machine to just running River 4. River 4 isn't enough of an application to justify a whole machine. And if I were going to do that for every one of my applications, while it was a very interesting, nice architecture to use, it would become incredibly expensive because I run lots of applications. You know, it's the way I work in Frontier. And, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, if I want to write a new server, I just did one the other day. I had to, uh, uh, 1999 needed the ability to uh, size an image, which isn't something that you can do in a browser. Uh, or if you can, I don't know how to do it. I found the Node toolkit that does it. It was very easy to adapt to. I mean, it took me about an hour to write this app, and I put it up on my server, run it with Forever, put it on its own port, and I'm done. That's it. <laughs> Never have to think about it again. It just sits there and does its thing. Was that worth $7 a month to run? No. <laughs> so I needed to switch to a different architecture uh, when Heroku changed their pricing. And... Um, so I went with uh, basically forever is the um, the uh, process management software that I use. Uh, it's not bad. It's not perfect. Um, I would like something that worked a lot more like Frontier does, uh, but I'm not going to have that anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, and it's good. It works. It's a very nice way to scale applications. You know, to put multiple applications on a single server, none of which are, you know, he have a whole server just for themselves. I know somebody's going to say containers, and, you know, that's probably a good idea, too. Uh, I got to forever before I got to containers. So, and remember the, at the beginning I said how I'm just one programmer? That's the, very much the truth. I am. It's like, the, anyway, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Fix it. Forever works. I'm happy with it. Someday, maybe I'll convert all this shit to containers, and we'll be happy with that, too. So, Anyway, so back to River 4. So River 4 can, can, can write to the file system. It can write to S3. It can also, this is another thing that is unusual about River 4 um, in relationship to the other software that I have, is that it does not need to run on a server. That's a very important point because, um, because now you can really save a shitload of money by not even bothering to set up a server for it. Because, I don't know about you, but I have a bunch of, I buy a new machine and I, I, I maybe I give the old machine to somebody or I sell the old machine or a lot of times I just keep it around. I've got you know a bunch of extra machines sitting around here not doing anything. And um, 
So I have one that I keep around because it's, well, why do I, I keep it around? It's a nice machine I have. It's not doing anything really at all. It's just preserving an environment for me so that when I need to work in that environment, I can do it. I don't know, you're saying containers again, but that's not really appropriate. <laughs> hate when I hear other people's voices in my head. Anyway, um, it, so it, this machine is called Larry King. You've probably seen Larry King in URLs in different places. And um, so Larry King is just sitting there. And I said, well, let's see what happens if I put River 4 on Larry King and just leave it there, okay? And you know what? It works great. In fact, for I knew it would work great. Why? Because I had River 4 running on my main machine for quite a while when I was testing it and in the background just while I'm sitting there doing my work and I never noticed it. And it was one of these things that just like sort of ran in the background and I wrote, I wrote a big iMac and you know these machines are hunkers these days. They can do a lot of stuff. And, um, and so running River 4 is not that big a tax. So there you go. That's another configuration that River 4 works. That's the problem here, is that we're, and, okay, let me throw one more thing in there that makes an even bigger problem. It's because you do not need to be a monster programmer at all to run River 4. It's the kind of thing that an end user can actually run. And how do I know this? Because River 1, the first River software that, well, actually, I don't think it was River 1. Um, who knows? This might be River minus one <laughs> because it's so early. River, the first river that went public as a product was Radio Userland. It had an aggregator sitting there. And it, we never told people you were running something that normally would run on a server. In fact, it didn't normally run on a server because this was a new idea. Nobody had ever written one of these things before. So it didn't normally run anywhere. So we just threw it in there as part of Radio Userland, which is a blogging tool. It would make perfect sense. You know, you, we're going to have a blogging community. You want to be able to follow blogs. And we have the New York Times for you. And all yada, yada, yada. So RSS, this is how RSS booted up, by the way. It was Radio Userland. was the environment that RSS came out of. A lot of people don't talk about that. But it's the truth. That's where it came from. So anyway. Uh, so yes, you can run it without being any kind of an expert. Now. Here we have this software River 4 that if we were to make some, this is the point of this little podcast, if we were to make some decisions about a sort of canonical, simplest, no options installation for River 4, that it may just make some choices. In other words, okay, we're not going, I mean, we're not going to throw any features out, by the way. I can't do that because I've got actually a couple of rivers running. I'm not. I never do that anyway. I don't like to throw features. I hate deprecation. It's one of the worst ideas ever. So we're not throwing any features out. What we're going to do is, I guess, what they call this is a profile. It's a bunch of choices that we're going to make, and and then this is how the product is going to ship. It's going to ship with those choices already in it as the defaults. And when we're done with that, then we will know how to answer all the questions anybody could ever have, because that's the problem that we're, we're dealing with here. 
is because what we do is we give this very configurable piece of software that was con that was adapted and evolved while I was learning Node.js. So there's a lot of weird inconsistencies in there. Some things have to be set through system variables. Some have to be set through config.json. You know, there isn't enough of a community yet to even know what all those things are. I've you know, written them down. So for the next time that I go into River 4, I would like to have nailed down this idea. Now, I'm going to make the final decision on whatever this is. Okay, So it's not on anybody else's plate to figure out what this actually, what the choices are here. I'm going to make the decision. It's my product. I created it. It's my responsibility. And that's just the way this works. It's going to be my job to figure this out, ultimately. But I want those of you who are really interested in this, in, in River 4, not just as something that you run, but something that we can make easy for other people to run, is, okay, what are the assumptions that we're going to make? So off the top of my head, I'm going to say we're going to use the file system. That's what we're going to do. S3 functionality is still there, but it's not going to be in the sort of checklist of basic, here's how you set up River 4. Maybe there'll be a how-to on the side that says, this is how you do that, if you actually want to use S3. Cool. Then the next thing is, okay, uh, now we've chosen to use the file system. Are we talking about running this on a server? Or are we talking about running on a desktop? Again, I'm going to make a strong suggestion that we're going to be talking about running it on a desktop. Because everybody's got one. You don't have to think about anything as far as that's concerned. You, you have to have a computer to run it on. If you're smart enough to know how to run a server, that's still a computer. So the instructions will still work for you. But they will be easy for the person who does not know about running a server and does not want to know particularly about running a server. This isn't something they woke up one day and said, hey, I really want to learn how to run a server. Almost nobody does that, okay? And certainly not the kind of people who would be running River 4. Um, so that's going to be another choice. That's where I'm leaning. Now, once we've made that choice, okay, if, we, if that is the way we go, we still do need to have a place to put the river.js files, river.js files, the ones that come in the rivers folder, in the output for River 4. Those need to get up into the cloud somehow. So what I've done on my Larry King machine is I have a little script that runs every minute, looks in the folder, sees if they've changed, and if they've changed, it uploads them to an S3 bucket. So there's S3 is back in the picture again, okay? <coughs> Excuse me, but in a much smaller role. Its role is to provide a simple place where those river files can be served. And what's really interesting about this is that if the person just wants to run this on their desktop, then there's actually no need to do that. We don't even need to do that. They can actually access the files over localhost works everywhere. I know it works everywhere because we did it in radio user land and we never had a problem with that. So, you know, you can have all kinds of problems with accessing things outside. 
Now, obviously, there's a downside with doing that. And so I want to make it so that the initial instructions show people how to set it up so that they can access their rivers from anywhere and so that other people can access the rivers. This is part of the goal of the product, is to be there. I don't want to limit that because that's a really important part of it. Um, but that can easily be accomplished in Node.js as well. And But that will need to be configured somehow. And that's a bit of a study project there. Probably, unfortunately, it's going to mean using FTP. Um, who knows? This is where we're going to have to put our brains. And maybe this is the reason why we don't go this route. I don't know. Maybe we uh, create a, um, a Amazon EC2 instance, a, a, um, an AMI is what they call them. I have actually gone a pretty long distance on actually doing that. Uh, I did that early uh, last summer. I did it. Uh, could pick that project up pretty easily. That might be another approach. Just now, now it's, you know, why would the AMI be so easy? Because now you don't have to worry about Okay, I have to, it is a trade-off. I have to show you how to run a server. This much I have to do. So this would be the EC2 for Poets Reboot, okay? I have to show you how to set up and run a server, but it's actually not that hard to do. <coughs> Excuse me. But once it's set up, that's it. Set it and forget it. It's all, it's all done. I mean, you don't have to now figure out how to upload the files because they're already in the cloud. And we can put something, you know, right where, you know, we can set up a beautiful, you know, little river browser thing. Totally know how to do this now. And just, it'll be there. It'll be all set to go. And maybe that's the best route. The point being is that for this product to actually click, it's, we've got to make some decisions. Or I have to make some decisions. But I want, now that there's a community here, small one, but interested people interested in having this actually work, this is something that we can talk about. So I think I've talked long enough <laughs> to give you a rough idea of how the picture looks from my point of view and why there won't, won't be any, uh, uh, you know, the, the question, this goes back to the, uh, to the, you know, the question that was raised is that uh, here's a little fix you need to put into the app that'll make it work for this one guy. I don't want to do that. That's just, that that isn't the way to approach this because it makes it work for this one guy and it might make it not work for somebody else and it isn't solving a problem. I mean, getting one guy up and running, that's one problem. But getting the product in good shape so that it can be deployed in all the places it should be possible to deploy it, no, that's not the goal. Get it so that it can build a bigger community. Is what I'm trying to do. All the places is the problem. The problem is it's too flexible. Too many different places to go. We need to make choices. All right, so uh, that's about it for now. And uh, if you have any comments about this, um, you can post them to the mail list. Uh, try not to be too long about it because, you know, I, I have gone on very long, obviously, but I'll, I promise I won't do too many. It's <laughs> okay. And, um, and if you have a long thing to write, then write a blog post and post a link to it because lengthy debates inside mail lists are really boring. Uh, you know. So if you have something long to write, put it on a blog and post a pointer. That's what I generally try to do myself. So anyway, um, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, that's pretty incredible. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.